and uh, Chris just texted me. He's like, I, I was the one that was telling everyone how cheap you are. Yes, I'm, I'm well aware, Morales. I know I know how you operate. Um, Look, I just like to make sure that everything's in a row when it's time to be generous. I will be generous, Al. I don't feel like I need to demonstrate this on a regular basis. The people that know, know. Well, do you, do you remember when one time you say, so you want a coffee? I said, sure. And you took the cup of coffee that you had, and you said, go rinse it out, go downstairs, and get a refill, and then you and I can split it. <laughs> and you yeah, gave me a quarter. Back. Yeah. You gave me a quarter to tip and the said, barista. hey, just – no, it wasn't even – It was. it's 50 cents for a refill. You said, I'll put a quarter into this, you put a quarter into it, and then we'll split it. And then – I said, okay, that I sounds good, man. I don't see a breakdown Thank in the Thank you logic. for your service. This feels like a fair, equitable solution to both of us wanting a little bit more <laughs> coffee. It seems to make sense to me. Uh, Matthew Pelosi on Twitter says, uh, this was a response to you about what would your Batman villain's name be. Mm-hmm. It says he would just be a knockoff of the Riddler. His name would be Ask Slee, and he'd wear a purple <laughs> and yellow suit covered in question marks. What do you think? With the record, with the record on there, the Lakers record this season would also be on there. I feel like you would be more concerned with the, what is it, 17 world championships that you'd have, you know, here's one from 1987 or whatever. They're, they're one of the, the Laker championships. I don't think you'd highlight the negativity. That's not, that's not your jam. You'd be a positive villain. You'd be a very uplifting, evil force. Not, not after this year. After this year, everything would change. This Lakers season just changed everything for everybody. Here's one from Kmar. I'm anti-HOA. However, the fact that one of my neighbors not only has her Christmas lights still up, they're still set to come on at night. I think it's kind of hilarious. A little extreme there. A little extreme there. (laughs) These are why HOAs exist, because it is April 13th, and Kmar has a neighbor who has Christmas lights. An encouragement of liberty and fun. (laughs) Emily loves HOAs. Uh Uh-huh. She loves them. It's it's Look so at her face. We need to get so I want, angry. I want to get to the bottom of this because I want to know why living like uh, you want just anything you want, and that the community can be very against what's going on is infringing on your liberties. Because when you move into these communities, there are HOA rules, and you can either accept them and move in, or not and move somewhere else. Do you think Emily will live in an HOA community I think in her the lifetime? I don't I, think I can afford an HOA community no, to start off that, with. But. No, I think you're going to get there. And Maybe. That, that's the way that it goes. But you just you need to know. And sometimes, look, we, we, had, we got our house painted a million years ago, mm-hmm. and we were just going to paint it the exact same color that it was. You're just going to get it, it approved? A, yes. Yeah. And we weren't even changing the colors. See, and he, this is not the life you should live. You should you be able to, to, to do whatever you want. And, then you can go and live in an alley. And you can put the trash cans however you want. You can have a tiki bar however you want. But those of us that want to have, make sure the the, the, the shutters are nice and brown, nice or green. You could go green or brown. You can only do one of the two. Then we everybody looks nice and it's nice Just and clean. The Karens so we, can stay out of my business. I'm going to say that. They're, they're out there. They are out there and they are taking care of it. Uh, let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to Gardena for a little bonus Ask Slee, Al. What's up, Manuel? Ask Slee. Hey, okay. So I got two because I don't know if he's going to answer one, to be honest. But the first one is he and Michael have to do a remote Lakers talk, okay? Mm-hmm. And ESPN is providing the vehicle, but there's only two options. Motorcycle with a sidecar or a smart car, okay? <laughs> and then the second one, smart what's car. the worst look? LeBron's man purse or Russell Westbrook and uh, Cam Newton going out together? Al, 
Sidecar um, or smart car? Smart car. I'll go smart car. Michael wouldn't fit in a small. In a smart so I'll figure car. it out. He's got to figure it out. <laughs> Same when he goes and flies. Yeah, when top. he goes and he ends up <laughs> ends up on a plane somewhere, he's got to figure it out. Um, what looks worse? There's something about Cam Newton and Russ just have this swag and confidence to whatever style. the hell they're wearing. Style, right? Right. I don't know if it's style. I don't know. It, it's not just, my style, but it's it's a style. They they dress style. Didn't Russ put on a basically a construction vest? Well, right. Didn't he put on? It yeah. was like a. It was like. Somebody at a stoplight telling you, hey, you know, we're in the middle of uh, the kids are just getting out of school. And it was he put that on. He rocked it like it was no big deal. So have, I'm, I'm going to seen Russell Westbrook's physique. I'd rock it like it's no big deal either. I'm, I'm going to say butt vests. I'm going to say the both of them together w- is that's fine. They, they've done their thing. They've kind of put out their confidence. I'm going to go with the, the two of them. Not a bad choice. Emily had uh, she she gave it a little bit of a think over the break, and she has a new submission for your role in the office. Lord. And I and I was so mad that I didn't get it the first time. But there's an episode called Mafia, so I think you would fit in t- well into the Mafia thing. You you yes. think this guy that comes in, any salesman, trying to sell you anything, is a member of the Mafia? Also, koi pond. And I was wondering whether or not one, if you would let Travis fall into the koi pond, or <laughs> if Travis would let you fall into the koi pond. Well, I'd be the one falling in in this in this dynamic, right? Yeah, I was going to just if, say if he's Michael Scott, I would be. He's the one that's going in the water. Did you let me fall, Slee? No, I won't let you fall. I'd let you fall. I got your back. <laughs> Thank you. You would bend but, out of the way. I would just I'd just take a step to the side, and down he goes, and he's in his lady's suit, and he comes back to the office, and uh, I got I got your back. I'll have the gabagool. I have your back, but just so you know, because you did not have my back. That is stored into my mind, I and I want you to think that I have your back moving forward. You just wait for that moment. You, you're going to let it go, but you're not going to forget. I understand. Yes. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Cody Bellinger had a double in that at-bat that we were talking about a little bit. Um, that was after he had a strikeout earlier in the game. That was after he had three strikeouts yesterday in the game against the Twins. That The Dodgers won uh, pretty comfortably. They had a big eighth inning along the way. I, I, look, I hope he comes around. I hope that there's some more. But th- that at-bat that he had the double in was actually really weird. He missed a pitch that two years ago would have been in the seats for a home run. And then he had a double on a ball that probably was going to hit home plate on a bounce. That he's just, he's just, he's, he's so lost. And it felt like one of those, those hits that just kind of happens because occasionally hits happen. What do you think that the Dodgers are doing as far as preparing for the decision to not play him on a regular basis because you have to be thinking to yourself if we have another season where the dude's hitting a buck 50 we really going to do that for 150 games because that's more or less what they did last year how many games is it because to me it feels like you give it maybe 50 60 games and if we're 150 60 70 you got to get him out of the lineup i I got you know it's it's funny because you're going to have your grueling 162 games i still think he's going to get opportunities but if you're a month into the season and nothing's really changed from last year, um, and now you start getting into 40 games in, 45 games in, something along those lines, don't you just have to, for the sake of your team, just say, guys, that we, this isn't a rebuilding season. This isn't a – you can't accommodate to Cody Bellinger Great in a work. year where you're supposed to be competing for a World Series. So none of this is personal. Of course all of this is business. It's the equivalent of if you guy if you got a pitcher getting smacked around over and over again, you have hesitation of how you're going to use him, or do you bring this dude out of the bullpen? I don't think 
there should be any special um, circumstance for Cody. Yeah, for for Cody Bellinger. So whether that's thirty days in or that's sixty days in, Trav, wasn't it just a week and a half ago that two weeks ago that Dave Roberts was saying, no, 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 we're going to win the whole thing. No, yep. we are. I want this entire clubhouse to know that the pressure on the Dodgers is real. This isn't outside noise. This is coming from the manager that that our expectations are to win it all, and we are going to win it all. Bellinger is either helping you get to get closer to that goal, or he's not. And if you're two months in, and Bellinger is still batting under 200, or he's 170, or whatever the case is, how, how do you not say to yourself and to the rest of your team, we got to have people that are delivering in order to get proper PT, proper playing time? Well, you said it. They, it's this is not a quick hook. They gave him an entire season. This, this is not, hey, you got off to a bad start, you had a bad month, sit down. That, they gave him an entire season to figure it out. He didn't. An entire offseason to figure it out. He doesn't look like he has. And then however long they give him now. So it's not like a quick hook. They, they've given him ample opportunity. Here, here's how you know you've entered a really bad patch with what's going on in your life as a baseball player. When the guys covering the games start to describe your strikeouts as good strikeouts, we've got a problem. Okay, that we oh look, he was all he was almost on that pitch. That's a pitch that you know. Hey, hey he he got to that see six out pitch. looked great. He he got to see six pitches in that at bat. Stop it. He struck out three times. Mm-hmm. He did. He you know and, and he's it, it's just you, when you start making excuses for terrible play, and I get it. Nobody wants to pile on except for maybe me that you want to you want to pile on a, on a guy that's struggling like that. But when a guy's batting a buck fifty, he's batting a buck fifty. There is no good strikeout. It's another strikeout. Well, what's what's funny too is, you know, last season as an example, and this year there's going to be nothing different. You're highlighted more because of all the talent that you have. So sometimes it could go, it could work opposite, where you're hidden because there's so many good players. But I think in Bellinger's situation, it's okay. Well, if Turner got on and Muncie got on, and Chris Taylor had a couple hits, and Will Smith drove in a couple of runs. And Gavin Lux is getting off to another great start. You start looking at, all right, what are our weaknesses? Well, your weakness is so glaring in Bellinger. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, you said this a couple times. I've heard Bergman talk about it. You hope he turns it around. You hope sure. he figures it out. But at the same time, what, how 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 long do you get to figure it out? This isn't. We're, we're he's already. in a thirty day slump. He's this a, is a year and a half. Uh, you can call it slump and counting. And, and really no signs that it's it's about to end anytime soon. All right, so I need you to put on your most optimistic Laker glasses going forward because okay. mine, mine are broken. I, I spent some time the last couple of days thinking about the pitch you make to players and to coaches to try and turn this thing around, and I don't like what I came up with at all. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Emily, was were, are you the guilty party? <laughs> no. Okay, so I came into the office today, and there was, like, six Mountain Dews and, like, seven Diet Coke cans <laughs> just sitting where my, com- my computer, like, laptop thing is. And I was like, this is interesting, even though I do really want all these sodas. Someone just <laughs> read my mind that I should have gotten them earlier, but I guess someone just knew so my enthusiasm. So you did not go to the kitchen no. and grab 14 sodas and put them... <laughs> On your desk? No, I didn't. I just I, I okay. had a wonderful surprise. Why? This are they still there? Why? <laughs> are you going to throw do them that? in your bag on the way home today? Go look, free twelve pack of Coke. I'm I'm I ready have, to go. I, we have little fridges in all of our offices, so I put them all in my little fridge. Perfect. So they're going to be just wonderful for me to have over the next few weeks. And I, she's I'm selling so them a buck fifty. <laughs> the vending machine was selling them for two dollars. She's selling them for a buck fifty. Perfect. I don't know if you know this, Trav, but every Rams game this season, my tradition was get a bag of Cheetos and a, and a Mountain Dew. So I had a Mountain Dew before every game. It was it was good luck. Yeah, no, you're a soda person. You yeah. you are you are a soda drinker for sure. Um, I did sleep on my way out the door. I have door. a two liter of Coke every day. They only missed yeah. out the Dr Pepper. If I had Dr Pepper or Mountain Dew, it would have been you amazing. You would have made your vile concoction. Well, you need to come up with a name for that, Emily. That Who sounds... at the station? Doctor Dew. Of course it is. Doctor, perfect. That's actually great. A Doctor Dew. Who would take all the soft drinks and put them on her desk? It's got to be someone know. who likes me. So it's going to start off with people who know me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, what, what are your what are your top? Was it Berg? Maybe could have been Berg. Would Amanda have done that? Amanda would somebody, probably would, could have done that. Would somebody look at it and be like, Emily, why would you take all the soft drinks? <laughs> Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I, would, I don't think it's another host because I don't feel like the other hosts don't know me well enough to joke around with me. So I yeah. think it's down to Berg or Amanda. I did text Chris, and that's why he said in the open that it wasn't him. him. Yeah, Chris would have done it. Taylor, <laughs> I know who the did guilty it. party? I know who, who did, did it. it, Taylor. Taylor, who did it? So I was walking by Amanda at the end of the day yesterday, walking out, and she asked if I'd grabbed anything from the soda machine. And I said that I don't really drink soda, but I know that Emily does. So together, she and I uh, took quite a, few, quite a few Mountain Dews and Diet Cokes <laughs> into Emily's like office. Every Diet Coke and Mountain Dew. But I, I really enjoyed it. And I think I was the yeah. only person that probably would have enjoyed that. Amanda said, uh, I, don't, I don't know anybody that drinks Mountain Dew. Well, I do. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I got somebody Emily does. <laughs> not going to go to waste in the Hebel household. Did you grab anything on the way out the door yesterday, Sleek? Because I did. I'm not. I'm not going to tell a lie here. I I grabbed three things on my way out the door. I went to grab my lunchbox. Like three drinks you grabbed. Yeah. I gra- I went to go get my lunchbox out of the fridge as I was heading out to go, to jump in my car and come home. Uh, and there was like there, the counter was filled with all sorts yeah. of stuff. Oh, sodas. Yep. I grabbed three Dasani's and threw them in my backpack. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Instead of spending six bucks on these things, throw them in the trunk of the car. I got a little bit everywhere I go the, now. I'm pretty Sunny is the worst water, though. Got to say that. Hey, what? Well, it's water, right? I, I don't. <laughs> I am an Aquafina man, typically given my choice. I don't think I. But know I'll the take di- the Sunny. Every time somebody says, "I hate Arrowhead," like I'm, I'm like, I, I, 
it, it's water, isn't it? It's just no, water. There is, I, I there is a water hierarchy, and it's eh, very clear. I, I don't really I, know if I taste the difference. I, I much of a taste. difference to say, no, 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 I don't want that water. I like the bottle on Aquafina. That's why I like it the best. It's clear. Like the, the, the Dasani one's blue. It makes me feel like they're hiding something. But the taste is, is more I didn't or grab less any. the same. No, I didn't Nothing? grab any. You know, and, and I did tell you that I have uh, so there wasn't basically any in- Indian food on the counter. <laughs> what is it? Szechuan. That's what it is. He's <laughs> a free Szechuan. I didn't. I told you I had a journey that I had to go on after, and the fact that you didn't just throw me a bottle of water. Hey, Slee, when you're taking your journey and you're going from you know on the gold line, and then you're about a 25, 30 there minute walk to get to where you need to get to. On the counter, you should have helped yourself. Yeah, I should have. You didn't even bother looking. You blew it. ESPN Radio is presented by you blew it. Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit progressive.com. Okay, Slee. Lakers need a new coach. Lakers okay. need a uh, roster overhaul. Yes, mm-hmm. we agree with these things. Okay. Yes. So here, here's what it is. Let me let me kind of lay out as I see it, and you tell me which parts. Of so this we're going to do are... negative first. No, I'm going to give you both the parts I see that are positive okay. and the parts that aren't. Okay. So if I'm getting ready to listen to this pitch, not give the pitch, listen to it. I'm a potential head coaching candidate. I am a potential free agent uh, that is considering coming to the Lakers. I'm listening to this pitch, and I'm doing my pros and cons list. And I've got my paper out, and pros on the left, cons on the right. And I'm writing down pros, and I'm seeing the Lakers. The Lakers have arguably the greatest tradition in the NBA, them and the Celtics. So you got tradition. Check the box. Prestige, absolutely. If you play on the Los Angeles Lakers, it is an incredibly prestigious and very regal team to be a member of because of the multiple championships and all you have to do is look up in the rafters and see all of the unbelievable players that have come through Los Angeles. They have money. They're going to pay. The, the Lakers pay the going rate. Okay, so they if, if the coaching rate right now is six, seven million bucks a year, they're going to give you six, seven million bucks a year, maybe even a little bit of a kicker on top because we're the Lakers. You get to play in a world-class city in Los Angeles, that this is an environment that is, you know, incredibly supportive, that the Laker fans are about as diehard as they come, and they are going to be incredibly enthusiastic about what you have. These are the positives as I see them, okay? And, and what is that? That's one, two, three, that's four. It's five different things. And now I'm looking at the basketball. And if I'm looking at this, here's what I see. The best player on this team is coming into his 20th season in the league. Mm-hmm. The next best player on this team is a guy that misses a lot of games and has for the vast majority of his career and is coming off another season where he missed half the year. I've got a team that has demonstrated they don't function all that well executively over the last 8, 10 years. A lot of coaching turnover, a lot of uh, turnover on training staff, a lot of turnover personnel, on the roster, players, yep. players, personnel, a lot of turnover there. I have basically no draft picks to work with for the foreseeable future. I don't have a first-round draft pick until the 2027 season, and that one may be the first one to go to get rid of a guy that doesn't want to be here in the first place in Russell Westbrook. The guy that had the job before me just got done really dirty publicly. That, they, that, that the media knew he was out before he knew he was out, and it's a really bad look. They fire a coach about every two or three years now and have been doing that for about a decade. It's not a good pitch. It is, there is not a lot of things that aren't because the now, all the negatives, Lee, is the now. All the positive, other than the fact that it's in L.A., is ancient history. It's not a great 
pitch to the guy or the, the player, the coach that's coming in here, there's a lot more negativity than there is positivity. So I can't really argue anything you said because it's it's accurate, right? Like, the way you describe the Lakers, and you're looking at this from a coaching position, we haven't even talked about players mm-hmm. that would have to consider, hey, do I want to go play for the Lakers? Like, you know, sometimes you get the Rams we'll talk about a little bit later. Doesn't it seem like the Rams, every time somebody's available, the Rams are in the hunt? The Rams are, oh, yeah, I want to play for an organization like right. that. Yeah, yeah, no, Sean McVay, these guys definitely know what they're doing. They're an organization right now that when you mention the Los Angeles Rams from a football perspective, you got a good taste in your mouth. The Lakers are, are not that at the moment. But everything you just mentioned, I remember having this conversation. BT and I were, um, Brad Turner and I were talking before one of the Laker pregames, just before Coach Vogel came up. And we're kind of talking about the same thing here. Everybody knew it was just a matter of time before Vogel was going to eventually be let go, let the yep. season end. Believe it or not, everything you just mentioned, everything you just laid out, there's going to be a really good head coach that says, I want to coach the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm not I'm not being flipped when I say this. Yep. Why? For what? I think there's certain franchises out there that um, maybe it's you believing that you could turn it around. Maybe it's you believing that, hey, if I succeed – with this franchise, this is real deal. This I, changes my career forever. I get that out, but the problem is to succeed, I need good players. I sure. don't have any on this you're roster. You're not wrong. Right now. By, by the I way, don't any, I don't have any picks to go get good players. And Phil Jackson couldn't turn this thing into a winning team. It's a bad team. The guy that picked this bad team and the bad team before that and the other bad, he's still here picking the players. He's the one that's making deals, sending picks out and getting stuff. That I, I get it. I, you're right that the idea of. Coming to the, if you win a championship for the Lakers, it's different than winning a championship for the Dallas Mavericks. It's different. It's totally different. But they're they're so far away, and the people that have created this are still there. I got okay. Who do I report to? Do I report to Palenka? Is it Bus? Is it Magic? Is it the Rambi? Palenka. Is it is it okay? That's what we're saying now. Yeah. But did we know that before? <laughs> He's finally taken ownership after getting rid of this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. It has been a revolving door it's, of people that have taken this blame. Can I say this? It's an incredibly fair argument, right? Like I can't sit here and tell you. Nick Nurse is going to leave the Toronto Raptors where he's won an NBA championship, where he's got a young crew. He's got arguably the best president of basketball operations in Masai Ujiri who's sitting over there, and he's going to say, I'm going to go coach the Lakers. I can't tell you he's going to do that, but I also wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Can I throw another wrinkle in there? And and maybe, look, somebody's going to coach this team. But But, but do you you agree that it also wouldn't be shocking if a good coach decides – Quinn Snyder. I, yeah, Quint- no, I think it would be shocking if a good coach did it. If a, if a coach that's in a good position, like you just mentioned, let's use Nick Nurse, right? That Nick Nurse has recently won a championship. He's got yep. a front office that's highly functional. I would be surprised. He's by a that king because, over there. Yeah. Because think about who they got last time. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not throwing in shade at Frank Vogel, but they went and said, "Hey, we want uh, Ty Lue. And, Ty, and they interviewed him, and they and Ty Lue said, "Well, okay, I need this, that," and they said, "No." He's like, "Well, I'm not. I'm not doing it on your terms." They handpicked Vogel's assistants. They went to Monty Williams next yep. and basically did the same thing and said, "Hey, look, we'd like to be the coach, and we're going to." And he's like, "Well, I want to pick my own assistants. I, I want to make sure that the market and, is five years. We're giving you a three-year right, deal, right?" So ultimately, they had to go to a guy to get the job that was in Orlando, that was in Indiana, that was a, that had had you know a moderate amount of success in other places. He did good in but Indiana. He, yeah. he did. He did. But this is not a, this is not Nick Nurse who they went out and got. 
This is not a guy that is a former NBA uh, head coach of a championship team. This was a guy that's kind of a mid. And, he, and, and I'm not criticizing Vogel. I thought he did a pretty good job here. But the idea that there's going to be a line of prestigious, they ended up with Frank Vogel mm-hmm. because the first two guys said no because of the situation, because of the terms. because and, and there's nothing that has changed between the last time we did this and this time we're doing it. In fact, it's worse. Well, they, as they kind of go through and Palenka tries to navigate this upcoming offseason, we're going to find out the temperature. I don't think it's going to happen right away. Somebody sent me a tweet yesterday. He was like, hey, do you think the Lakers go after a coach that's available today, or you think they're going to wait because the coach that they're probably going to target, that list of five, four of them are sitting in the postseason right now? Right. I think they're going to wait. I, I, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they probably feel they have to make a coaching decision today or tomorrow. I think they're probably going to wait. And if what you just said for what happened a couple years ago starts happening again, Ty Lu, no thank you. Monty Williams, no thank you. And let's just use today's coaches. Quinn Snyder says, I appreciate it, guys. I'm good. Nick Nurse says, you guys figure it out. I'm in a fantastic situation. Doc. That will tell you the room, right? Then you're probably going to end up with another coach that has not won a championship, was not your top choice or your second choice, you could say your third choice in this situation, and is looking just for an opportunity. And for that individual person, they're not leaving uh, an opportunity to come to this. That is the only opportunity that they have. With no picks and an aging roster. <laughs> so who wants to sign up? It's, it's, this, look, their the advantage they have, they're the Lakers. And yeah. that's a big advantage. It's not nothing. But when you look at the actual brick and mortar of the place, when you look about what you have and what you need and what you might not get, it's a different it's a different situation altogether. Factor cap coming up next. How much pizza, public pizza? Ooh, I like that. How much public pizza are you allowed to take? That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Hey guys, I'm, I'm sure you liked the, my last factor cap, cap from yesterday. I still got some more left over from a vacation, so <laughs> a lot of travel travel factor caps. And I know that we are all kind of having the allergy season going in, so sorry if I sound a little nasal or more than right. nasy 
nasally than I was have stick been. Stick a, have a, Chris, grab a Mountain Dew. Grab a Mountain Dew. Grab a Dew. Do the Morales and put a Hall's cough drop up your yeah. nose. <laughs> no, it's Vicks. Sounds good. It's Vicks. <laughs> yes. Okay, so first up, uh, on a road trip, you are fine with a lot of stops. Travis, factor cap? Um, cap. I, I need to get to our destination. Wherever we're going, I'd like to get there as quickly as we can so we can enjoy as much time as our spot. If there's something of interest along the way that's part of the itinerary, great. But if we're just driving by and it's like, hey, come see the world's smallest horse, no, we're going to drive right past that. We're not going to stop and see the horse. But it's a small we're, horse. I understand. I don't. We didn't set out to see a small horse. We set out to go to our destination. So I want to get to our destination, and I'm going to skip the small horse. So I'm, I'm, I'm cap on this too. But every once in a while, when you just say, you know what, screw it. Whenever we get there, we freaking get there. And whenever we stop and we decide to stop, we freaking stop. I think it's such a more it's a much more enjoyable road trip. Yeah. The problem is I'm with you, Trav. If I'm going up to Big Bear or Idaho, just using like a places that are a couple hours away, I'm on a mission to get there. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I make sure that if I gotta basically you just gotta stop to get gas, gotta use the restroom, use the restroom. But just stopping every thirty minutes to just I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You want to go to Ross? Well, no, I don't want to go to Ross. I want to go to Idlewild. Here's here's my problem with this. If I let's say we stop at Ross or to see sure. a small horse and we just a lot just of good say, things at Ross. This just, is I'm not going against Ross. <laughs> let's just say we spend a half an hour there. Guess what Travis is saying when we're still a half hour away from getting to the destination? You know, if we wouldn't have stopped to see the horse, we'd been there by now. You know, we could have been having a cocktail instead of looking at that dumb horse along the way. So why did let's just can we just make sure on the way home we don't stop to see the horse again? I'm always doing the math in reverse. Or how about traffic that just starts picking up? Oh, now you're like, you know, we could have not only been there. Instead, now we're just sitting on the 210 and no one's moving. <laughs> you go uh, to Rotolo Chevrolet if you're on the 210 right off go. the CRX. No, you do can that. Just drop right on in there. Emily, did you guys make unscheduled stops? So we had a few stops, but honestly, my friend and I are pretty much like, okay, only if we're going to do like bathroom, food, and everything at one time. So you're not going to do like separate stops. We definitely did lazy going up the ro- uh, up the PCH, but, you know, made a few stops, but not too bad. Taylor, what that's, about you? By the way, that's not a bad, the area that you were in, that's, condu- that's conducive to, hey, it's okay to stop right here. If you're going somewhere else, and it's it, it, a lot of it has to do with where you're going, right? Like, it, what's the trip look like on your way down? If you're on Highway 1 going through Big Sur, you're probably going to want to stop and take a few pictures. Absolutely. If you're on Highway 99 through Fresno, you're going to want to hit that gas and keep going. Right. <laughs> That's a little different. A bunch of cattle farms. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think East, be, uh, East is beautiful. <laughs> you guys ever been to San Bernardino? Let's just pull have, over and yeah. get some pictures. Uh, for me, I, I'm not much of an itinerary guy, so... I don't like to be rigid about my trips. I like to be able to stop, but ideally it's going to be a, a scenic drive like PCH, like you're talking about. But if you're going through the 10, yeah, just keep it Where moving. are we going? We're all going on a road trip. Where are we going? King City. <laughs> El Paso. <laughs> just, 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 just south of Gilroy. La Paz. <laughs> El Paso. I like that. <laughs> We're going freaking 16 hours. There we go. All right. So ESPN's Holly Rose said that she accidentally deleted all of her emails. So that would be a freeing feeling. Alan, factor cap. I don't think it would really matter that much to me. I don't think it would be that free. Okay, so I, I am this guy. Let me let me say my inbox is organized. So I have my subfolders that I'm throwing these into. Maybe I'm not – maybe I'm doing it once a week. Maybe I'm doing it once every couple of days. Sometimes you're on your computer. I'm like, all right, I'm going to make sure Emily's got a folder. 
Taylor's got a folder. T-Raj has a folder. So for me, if everything got deleted, I don't think the world's going to end. I know some people that have 3,000 in their inbox and probably 1,500 of them are not read. I can't do it that way. No, no. First of all, I'm, I'm concerned. Can you accidentally delete everything in your email? I have no that idea, sounds, but apparently she did. Yeah, that's, uh, I feel like there's a couple of steps. Taylor and I know a guy. Well, what I'm saying is when you get ready to that, when you go to your trash, it, it does hit you with that. Are you sure? Because once you hit that button, they're yeah, gone I'm, I'm forever. Sure. Yeah, if you, I put it in there, let it go. You you need to double-check that. Holly may be having a saboteur in her mix. Um, no, I'm with you, Al. I, the second I see that little red number come up on my inbox, I have to open it. I have to decide whether I want to keep it, whether I want to file it, whether I want to delete it. I that that my, my wife's phone, like, you know, every once in a while you pick up the phone and you look. She's got something like 10,000 unread okay, but here, emails, here's, on, and it drives me crazy. Here's the only thing about that. Gmail, for me, my personal account, is not organized. I have ads coming up. You know, Redfin wants to send Starbucks. Everybody well, wants to send Why not just delete it as it comes in? It just seems easier. I think way. for years I just didn't pay enough attention to my Gmail. I really don't get – when I give out an email address, I'm giving my work email because I know I'm going to check it. Gmail's a mess. Uh, my work email is a lot more organized. So you Emily? guys have zero unread messages? Zero. Zero. What? Zero. But not Gmail. Gmail, uh, again, Ross is, if they got something, I'm, I'm not going. I won't delete things, but I'll mark them all as red. So I just go mark all as red, and then it doesn't show but up as an to, to, to Al's point, you get an ad. Hey, start, you come in between two and four, you get 25 Gone. extra points. Gone. Delete, delete, yes, get it out I of here. I delete that. But yeah. then work-related stuff, I just mark all as red if it's not pertaining to me. So I don't delete it and if I get, in case I need it. Berg emails me, gone. <laughs> <laughs> Unread and gone. <laughs> so uh, yesterday we had a lot of soda talk. Today He's got the schedule. Lot- <laughs> he sends the most support of the emails. Uh, today we had a lot of soda talk. So on my TikTok recently, some of the algorithm has been putting me to... Quitter. Uh, <laughs> Utah's uh, soda shops. So they put like weird stuff in soda. They put creamer. They put like caramel. They put all this strange stuff. Essentially, it's all what a co- coffee shop would be, but it's so soda. So natural. So <laughs> good for you. Right. So you would put creamer in soda. Taylor, factor cap. No, that's a cap for me i would not put creamer in coffee actually you, you always take it black maybe a little sugar from time to time some cane sugar but uh or stevia but besides that yeah just take it black trav um i don't mind cream in my coffee i don't like creamer like those, those artificial ones but a little cream or a little half and half i'm okay with that in my coffee that's that's fine but putting in soda sounds dreadful like it just—it's the opposite, right? Like soda, and I don't drink a ton of soda, but I'll drink it occasionally. And you want it to be effervescent, and you want it to be cold, and you want it to be kind of a little bubbly, right? Right. The idea of filling that up with a bunch of cream sounds just disgusting. Okay. No, I'm, that's, I'm a hard pass on that. I'm—I'm I'm interested. I, I want to try it. I just have a curiosity of what the hell this would taste like. But I, I don't. I definitely don't see myself at any moment saying, "Yup, I'm in. This is what I want." I'm not a huge soda guy to begin with. But Emily, if you're telling me, "Hey, just try the damn thing," I would try it, and then probably not try it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, next, if pizza was brought brought in for the office, the maximum amount of pizza you can get until everyone has had some is two pieces. Travis, factor cap. It's exactly right. Fact. 
when the pizza comes out and they say, hey, guys, pizza in the uh, conference room for everybody or pizza's in the kitchen, help yourself, you get two slices until everybody has gone through the line and you're sure everybody has gone through the line. And then whatever's left, it's kind of a free-for-all at that point. You want to go grab another slice or two, go grab another slice or two. But if you walk out of that original line with more than two slices on your plate, you're a bad coworker. You're, you're doing it wrong. First off, um, how at what point is the pizza bad? How many days do, can you wait until you I eat pizza? I feel like this wasn't being asked of me. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I think pizza can stay for like – you have the day that you bought it, and then uh, one day afterwards. Oh no, that's that. That almost seems like a that's not big enough. I'll give it a second me. day after that. Refrigeration, of course. Well, here's why. Here, yeah, here's why I'm asking. Here's why I'm asking. Sunday, we brought in some pizza. It was a final Lakers regular season game, and I actually, I don't know what happened after that. I put it in the fridge, and I don't know if people are just assuming that they're not allowed to touch it. Maybe it's already gone, so there should be pizza in there uh, from Sunday. Is that too far? To eat today? The, today's Wednesday. Uh, today's like the far Today's end the last of it. day. It, yeah, today's maybe. the last day. I, I don't think I'd get, If I knew that it was a Sunday pizza and it's Wednesday, I'm, I'd still I'm go gonna, I'm gonna go in the another toppings? direction. Uh, uh, one was pepperoni, the other one was just the cheese. Toppings? That's a great question. <laughs> the, the toppings is gonna be the difference yeah. of whether yeah. it's healthy or not. I, it, I'm willing to safe. get food poisoning for sausage, but if it's pepperoni, I'm out. Out. Uh, <laughs> Pineapple not, out. Okay, this 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 says a lot about the person you work with. What do they do when food comes in for the office? Yes. How do they act? How much do they share? Are they the first one to go? Are they ones to kind of wait till the end? Of Does like, everybody no, no, run let, to the vending machine? <laughs> let people get their food and then I'll go towards the end. This says a lot, and we have seen it before. Two slices is the right amount. You're 100% right. Two slices of pizza and you just move on from there. But how many times have you seen this? We get, you know, we'll get, uh, who was it, Corner Bakery sometimes would bring in food or something along those lines. Bro, no, you can't have three sandwiches, <laughs> and you can't be grabbing some food and putting it in the fridge on the side uh, talking about that's for lunch tomorrow. Can we – you find out a lot about your people in those situations. So I think two slices. And the there's right always stuff left after. That's the thing. You don't have to go hard right out of the gate. You can take your two pieces – Take your bottle of water and then wait for everybody to eat. And then there's still going to be like two pizzas left. When you're buying pizza for 20 people, you always have too much, right? So just kind wait. Of animals let, are these. Let everybody chill out and then go back in and do your work after uh, everybody's gone and no one's looking and get your extra six it's a, it's a, Let me tell you something. It's a funny topic because 200% everybody who works in an office environment is thinking of somebody saying, oh, no, that dude definitely grabbed three slices. That guy definitely went in judgment four pieces. <laughs> Absolutely. All one right. more? Yeah, I have one more. So this is based off of my silent spa that I went to on Saturday I love evening. That idea, by the way. I yeah, love again, that. I think you would like it. Maybe if you just put the robe on and sit by the fire, not go in the water, but I think you would enjoy this place. But the sauna is a comfortable place for you. Alan, factor cap. Fact. Definitely fact. Sauna and the steam room. I, I like the steam better than the sauna, but um Sauna is very chill. Very, I mean, you just you just literally do nothing. I like – we don't get those very often, so when you do, you kind of try to take advantage of the situation, but very, very relaxing, no question about it. I, I'm with you 100%. I, that is, by the way, tremendous hangover cure. Tremendous hangover sweat cure. Sweat it all just out. Go out there and sweat it out. 
Um, the Russians got that part figured out. You go the, the the Scandinavians, right? The place where it's really cold. You go in that hot box and you you sweat it out. Yeah, I'm okay. Is it? Why would it be uncomfortable? Is it the I don't know nudity I, component <laughs> of it that's weird? Is, that, is, is it too quiet? Is, yeah. is it what it, is it? It's all of it to me. It's all just straight up uncomfortable. I don't like being hot and sweaty. I did it only for the experience to try out everything at the spa, but I would rather just all me would just rather do a, a hot tub. But it's just. It's awkward. Do I make eye contact with the people next to me? Do I not make pe- eye contact? You bring pizza in there. <laughs> <laughs> you have a slice of pizza. A Coke was only one. <laughs> it reheats it as you go. Taylor, no, are you, you comfortable? You watch, you watch YouTube videos in there without headphones. You just turn it up all, all the way. All about the world ending. Perfect. I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable, but it's not my first choice to go in there and you know, sweat it out like that. The, the steam room is definitely better because you don't make eye contact. Oh, steam is amazing. <laughs> well, you don't have to look steam at the guy amazing. across the, the sauna. I sit right next to him. Where else do I go? I sit Just right next to him. Close your eyes. Close Walk your in. Eyes. Go blind. Sit on someone's lap by accident. Relax. <laughs> just go in there. Sit down. You know, do your thing and just close your eyes. Tip put your my arm around a stranger. Get ten minutes and just. Hey, bud. Get, get we're sharing spits. sweat here. It's a good. It's a. It's a wonderful, wonderful deal. All right. Uh, today in NBA history, sleep two really interesting things. Yep. One. One of the greatest Laker things that I've ever personally laid eyes on. And then uh, an NBA landmark took place April thirteenth. We'll tell you what they are next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together, Alan, so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Um, we were talking uh, Factor Cap and people's email habits. You people Unbelievable. are Unbelievable. You're, Unbelievable. You're animals, and you should be locked up for your yep. email You're an behavior. HOA for them. There's an exactly. HOA for emails. <laughs> Um, ben, with a, this is uh, Boren Quinn. Forgive me if I got that wrong. Boren Quinn um, has 10,161 unread emails. You, my friend, are a minor leaguer because David. No, but, but how about what he said? He said 10K club. Like yeah. this is like a club. They no, hang out you. together on Saturdays. Sleep. They talk about how many emails they got over they the past They don't email week. each other about it. That's you know, like the if 10K a, club. You go, go on a hike or something or you play around a golf and you don't look at your phone for a few hours, right? Yeah. You know, one of those things. And then all of a sudden you pick it up and you're like, oh, my gosh, I got 26 emails? Like what, how, what, what, what's going on in the world? I'm assuming that something terrible is going on, that I'm missing this chain of emails, 10,000. However, you are a minor leaguer, Boren Quinn, mm-hmm. because David SFV has nearly 56,000 unread emails on his phone. That gives me anxiety. I've never met David SFV. Uh, I, I don't know who he is or she. That it just okay. The idea of that makes me deeply Ray World, 31,398. 57,000 now. Actually, 57,000. This is I, I'm telling you Gmail for me. Behavior. Gmail is ugly. My Gmail is ugly. <laughs> but I don't well, pay attention to well, it. That's, that's different. why. That's but hold on a second. There's a there's a distinction to be made here. The account that you never look at cuz I have an email account that I 840, never look 846 at. in my inbox okay. that I but have not read. How, how often do you check that account? Um I check it I, I check it daily. Okay, I check then it daily. That, then you're a monster. Because if, if if that's what you got, just delete them as they come in. You can't 56,000. 
What? Why even have an email? If you've got 56,000 of them that are in there, why have email at all if you're not even looking at them? You know, the more I think about it, the more I think I'm with these guys. <laughs> we should all grab a beer together. Awful. You're in the 10K club. <laughs> that No, he's only in the 8th. Al is like a, a high school senior. K. He's I'm just a 1K club. He's just getting started along the way. Um, today, 2016, April 13th, you were in the building, Al. Yeah. I was in the building, mm-hmm. and it was an unbelievable moment. Kobe Bryant dropping 60 in his final NBA game. Kobe's second free throw good. He has 60. The Lakers lead by three. Here we go. Utah needs a three to tie it. Hayward driving down the middle all the way to the rim, lay it up, no good. Rebound grab. Kobe's got it. Length of the court pass to Clarkson. Clarkson at the rim. Slam dunk. Game in the refrigerator. And the Lakers are going to win on Kobe's last night. He's going to score 60. And I don't believe what I just saw. Unbelievable. It's like really Honestly, unbelievable. And John's call on that as well. And I think every Laker fan out there experienced the same thing. Can I, you know, if, if I tell you, and you've had some really, really, really unique sporting events that you've been to in your life. You always talk about some of these Vegas boxing uh, fights. You were at the at USC-Texas game. Yep. You've been to multiple Super Bowls. For me, a lot of the events that I've been to are Laker-associated. Right, so whether that's the Lakers Celtics game seven, blah blah blah. I think if you ask any anybody from Los Angeles or is a fan of Lakers, fan of Dodgers, whatever the case is, you ask, Hey, what's the greatest sporting event you either been to or that you just watched? You were sitting yep. at home and you were watching the game. What makes Kobe's final game so unique? Trav, the the final game was a celebration. That was the idea of the final game. You didn't feel when when Kershaw takes the mound, and you're up three to one against the Washington Nationals. There's there's different emotions in certain games, and a lot of them is very high stake, and everything's on the line. Sure. What I thought the the Kobe one for me was everybody walked in. There was no worry. There was no concern. There was no nervousness. The only concern you really had was, I hope Kobe has a good game on his okay. final night. But right? uh, th- you you were there. I was there. That game, Kobe was bad. Through the first four, the first to start off, change, yeah, he, he was, was bad, he was. and mm-hmm. you weren't worried that they had to win or lose or anything. You like didn't that, want it to be embarrassing, exactly. You didn't yeah. want Kobe Bryant to have the last game of his career be some sort of you know three for you know nineteen night sure. where he had nine points, and yep. it was just it was just a, a, a really substandard showing. You didn't want it to be Coach K's final two games against North Carolina, <laughs> exactly. You did, you didn't, you didn't want that to happen, and it felt like it would because remember the first couple of shots, not only did he miss him, he missed him pretty badly it's like and and this was at the end of a bad season this was at the end of a season where he was really not the Kobe that you think of in your mind's eye he was not performing at that level and he found it for an hour or two and it was extraordinary like you you said I've been very very fortunate to see some really cool things that's on the list Al I know that 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 that's on the list because you said it the other day you when he when he got going, you're like, okay, look, he's going to get 20 points, 20, 25. You know, maybe maybe, maybe if he stays hot, yep. he's going to get to 30. And then you're like, eh, he might get to 40. Unbelievable. And then you're thinking, you know, if he can just you know for two more get to fit, he got to 60 for goodness sakes. It was the Do perfect you- guy doing the perfect thing at the perfect moment because it doesn't go like that ever except for legends like that. And that Kobe did it. It was it was something else, man. Do you remember this was the same day, and I want to say it happened earlier, 
that um, the Warriors got their 73 wins. Right. Right? So right. it was the Warriors, it was their final regular season game. I want to say they had to go to San Antonio to get the 73rd and to, to break the record. So you have all this going on in the same day. And I don't remember anybody, by the time you got to that sports center at 10 o'clock or 10.30 or whatever it was, I don't remember that many people talking about the Warriors breaking the record in 73 games. Everybody was talking about Kobe put up 60 (laughs) in his final freaking game. And, you know, that happened X amount of years ago still. Uh, I think for many Laker fans, one of the greatest memories that they'll ever have. It was it was terrific, and you remember the scene outside of Staples Center too, right? The, the just the the throngs of the entire Chick Hearn Court was filled with people. Right. That the entire yeah. LA Live area was just cr- uh, just a, a massive crush of humanity. That everybody not never mind the, the game wasn't even being shown outside. That just to be in the general area of where it was taking place was really something else. And just very quickly, the seventy three wins. I'm thrilled that they went for it. I'm thrilled that they got it. I loved that it was important to them. I loved that they set their goals and they hit it, but that they didn't cash their ticket at the end of the year means it barely happened. It just barely. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you guys did? Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's right. I kind of forgot about that. It was terrific, and it meant nothing. It's just weird. Tell me the season that the Patriots went. Yeah. They went 16-0 and then won the two playoff games, and then they got the final game in the Super Bowl against the Giants, and you lost, it doesn't mean <laughs> it doesn't. It's the, it's the worst slash greatest 73-18-0, all that. Like, I, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to properly describe it. All right, uh, there's something going on in Minnesota that we probably need to talk about, and there was something that it's, went on in funny. Minnesota. I, I see what you're doing, too, and I, I, I don't blame you. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll mention it. We'll mention it. It's, okay. uh, it's interesting. And then there was something that stupid happened in Minnesota last night. We'll talk all Minnesota sports all the time. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.